welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for the Bad Batch. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noma. Hello there. How's it going, Noma? Uh, not too bad. We are one short today. Ed couldn't make mm -hmm. it for the podcast, but there wasn't too much to talk about in this episode anyway. Hopefully, yeah. maybe maybe he saw something that we didn't see, and uh, <laughs> you can let us know next time on episode three. Oh, I just spoiled something. Noma. Would you like to let listeners know what we're talking about today? Yeah, we're going full ahead. Also, I think this is pretty interesting. This is what the first time in like five years that we've done an episode under undercasted, as it were. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, but yeah, so this episode we are going to be going over the new episodes of Bad Batch. So that is the season premiere and episode two. Uh, so we'll be going over what happened and uh, what may happen, you know, our own thoughts and uh, theories that we might already have, as well as as many Easter eggs as we could find. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a fun talk. It's uh, these episodes are episodes. We'll we'll get into that a little bit further on. Uh, and of course, this might just be my own opinion. Dan's definitely got his own. Um, but... Do I? Do I have an opinion, Noma? <laughs> Do I? Depends how much of a sheep you are. Uh... <laughs> But speaking of opinions, we'd love to hear your own. If you've got any thoughts on this episode, things that you agree with that we say, things you don't agree with, anything we missed, any Easter eggs we missed, we'd love to hear about them. And we'd love to hear from you. And there's a whole bunch of different ways to contact us. Uh, one of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at VoiceForcePod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base, and it's very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And remember, this is new content. If you've not seen it, stop the podcast right here. I'm going to try the spoiler warning today, if that's okay. I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> sure, go give, for it. Give us a break. Uh, so, spoiler warning right here. If you've not seen Season 2, Episode 1, and 2 of The Bad Batch, you're going to want to pause or delete it. I don't care. It's up to you. Um, <laughs> and you're going to want to go watch those episodes on Disney+, Plus or however else you watch them, which is only disney plus as far as we know um and yes, uh no other there's no, no other, other way to do this there's um, definitely no way to sail a pirate ship across the internet yeah exactly <laughs> uh we're gonna go into the poster that they released for the uh pre-release of the series um just kind of like a, it's like the movie poster i guess um and kind of talk about what's in it and then we're gonna get into the two episode uh recap with noma and then we're gonna discuss about it so if you want to listen first watch it first, and then come back Spoiler warning is done. Noma! So, uh, first off, yeah, we got the poster. Uh, you may have seen this if you've seen the trailer or anything else. It's all kind of the same, or I guess anything else, any of the other promo material, because it's been kind of posted everywhere in the lead up to it. Uh, yeah, so we got the whole crew. It's the exact same crew as last season, but this time their armor is uh, less grim dark. I guess. It's less gray, it's more colorful, it's a lot more uh, bright whites, and kind of like 
teal foamy blues. Um, it's just a lot more colorful. I guess they were getting tired of the of being a spec ops group, and now they're just uh, blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's, navy. It's like a military blue, almost like a gunmetal blue. A metal gray, yeah, kind of like a. Well, it's it's like a teal-ish, right? Because yeah. it's like blue with a little bit of green aquamarine. And no, it is more teal than aquamarine. Um, yeah, it's an interesting change. Um, I don't really know why they did it. I guess they just... No, more. I mean, the, if they're looking for, like, clone armor that has, like... They know it's like the Bad Batch. This is what their armor looks like. Keep your eye out for this. Mm. If they change the colors, it's not as in your face like i mean the design of the helmets are the same and all that stuff but yeah. i mean the colors i guess kind of help in terms of not having that eye on them i guess maybe I see I, I like i like how you were trying to justify it with an in-universe explanation because the cynic in me was immediately like oh they want to sell new toys new toys yeah that is immediately what i thought when i saw this um and uh, yeah, we also got Omega at the back and she's still got the Zygerian laser bow and now she has a helmet and her hair is a little bit different because we got to sell the new toys. I mean, uh, in universe, good reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that palace yeah, is behind them? I don't know. Maybe it'll show up in a certain episode. No, actually, I have no I'm idea. Sure. It's, uh, yeah, because it's like built on sand it's like sandy dunes and stuff so i don't think we've seen it yet no yeah there's a big you can see this um, like on the left hand side of the palace there's like a circular entrance way yeah it kind of looks considering what we see in these two episodes uh like it's separatist architecture at least it, it looks very similar to something that we're going to be focusing on for these two episodes and uh we've also got the marauder it's the one thing where it looks like the design hasn't been changed um then again i haven't seen many marauder toys so maybe that's why are you excited to see what happens with like are they going to keep the marauder are they going to modify it like are you kind of do you like the ship like the design i think it's really good i love the design. i i can go either way with the marauder honestly it's okay. it's like a cool ship but it doesn't really have the character that like slave one yeah, or not, not yet millennium least, right? falcon or razor yeah even. Or yeah, or Razor Crest because the thing is, for all those other ships, we see them doing really cool things, right? Whether that's the Millennium Falcon just being an agile tank, or the Razor Crest again, kind of being an agile tank, but it can really handle itself in the fight. The Marauder is always on the defensive. It seems like that's on the run. Yeah, yeah. like if a Mar if the Marauder shows up, I'm not like, oh, the day is saved. It's kind of like, okay, how are they going to get out of this now? Yeah, like they're finally got the um, ship. Okay, get on it, go. Yeah, it yeah. definitely feels like the least powerful. It's a getaway car the... instead of like a, a base of operations. Yeah, getaway SUV maybe. Yeah, exactly. Because the other thing is with like, as far as we know, it doesn't have crew quarters. It which is very does, weird. but not for, it does for everybody except for But Omega. we've never seen them. That's the other thing. Right, I mean, there's, they're yeah, somewhere on the ship. We've seen beds and Do stuff, we? have we not? I think so. Like where like Wrecker comes in because he's got the concussion. And he's like laying down on the bed in the Marauder. Yeah, but that wasn't like a room. That was like that. That looked more like a. Oh, yeah, slab it's of, not like yeah. official quarters, but there's like bunks but that's, for everybody. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't even feel like you can live on that ship. I don't think it's meant to be though, right? Like it's meant to be like get on it, go do the mission, and come back. Like that's like it's, it's I like guess, a... but if you're a spec ops squad that's supposed to you know hard long missions behind enemy lines, you'd kind of assume there'd be crew quarters. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Right? 
Um, either way, it's just there's something about it where I don't have as as uh, close of a connection yeah. that I would with other. But then again, uh, maybe I'm biased because I didn't really care when the Razor Crest blew up. I mean, um, that's fair. fair. It was just like, a, oh, no, uh, yeah. nobody I care is on it. I was surprised by that happening, honestly. I was not expecting yeah, that. It, like, I was like, whoa, was what the hell? Really? It was a good twist, yeah. But at the end of the day, it was just like, okay, it's gone. I guess yeah, what's the next one? I don't need to buy a toy of it now. Yeah. Um, Although, but maybe did you that's hear about what happened with that? What? They released uh, like a special edition, like die cast, one seventh oh, scale um, Razor Crest. And then mm. I think it was like three weeks later, the episode came out and it explodes. And they're like, shit. <laughs> <'Cause> it <could laughs> you, you, you already bought it, right? So it's like, well, yeah, right. there it is. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm more attached already to the N1 Starfighter now because yeah, it's that's so iconic cool. to me. That's yeah. fucking amazing. I love it. But yeah, but, uh, yeah that kind of ties up the poster. I mean, the only other thing that I guess I should say, it, because if you've listened to High Republic, you know how much of a stickler I am for this. Um, blue and orange are contrasting colors, so that part's neat. What I'm very impressed with is they dulled the blue in the poster so much and kind of on their armor that it almost doesn't contrast in this poster which is very impressive. I'm, I don't mean that in like a, a mocking way, but it is very hard to make contrasting colors not pop. And they're like almost pastel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why, right? Very pastel. Yeah, pastel is definitely the right word for it. Uh, fairly matte. But even like uh, Omega's helmet is like five shades darker than Hunter's armor, which it then isn't in the episode from what I remember. I think it is uh, at the beginning or like when she's like kind of, We'll get into it, but like at the very beginning, yeah, yeah. It, it's harder to tell in the beginning because it's because of the lighting. But, yeah, um, yeah. Either way, that kind of ties out the poster. Not bad. Interesting to see where it goes from here. I would say about uh, the poster. Last thing is like you can hmm. see the the CG models that they have on the poster here. It's like this is gonna be well animated. <laughs> and spoiler alert! Oh yeah, it, it looks yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, that that's it's it's one of those things where. It's impressive in season seven Clone Wars and Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch season one, but now it's so used to it. kind of right. Like, like it's starting to wear off. Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that. Not to say that it doesn't look good. It does. It's just you know the the impact kind of goes down. Yeah, I'm rewatching uh, Clone Wars awesome like season four. So like yeah. when I see this versus that, that's where like to me it's like oh man, oh, yeah. they made so yeah. much like so much difference in like improvements into their into their art into the models and and lighting and stuff it's interesting because we're hitting basically the graphical plateau at the Um, moment yes like that we can think of right well and and no i i think Mm -hmm. it it definitely is because we've had like three or four shows come out now that all look amazing but all kind of like similar similar art style yeah true yeah some similar quality right so we've kind of hit that plateau it'll be interesting to see how they improve from here or how long that takes we're gonna get to the uncanny valley soon that is actually a fear. Yeah. Uh, but so far, the color palette and style that they're using w- is keeping it away from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it keeps it a little yeah. bit more unique too, right? Like it's not quite Clone Wars, not quite Rebels, but somewhere in between. Yeah, in it's, like it's, art style. it's stylized, but not as heavily stylized as Rebels was. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, aside from that, the writer for this episode is Jennifer Corbet. And the director is Brad Rao. As always, if I've mispronounced either of your names, I apologize. Uh, but with that, let's get into the synopsis. Like Dan said a couple of minutes ago, spoilers ahead. So be warned. If you haven't seen the episode, go watch it now. Uh, yeah, so 
this episode starts off with, uh, if you saw the trailer, then you saw how it opens with a very kind of Pirates of the Caribbean 2 reminiscent scene where we've got uh, Hunter and Wrecker and Echo uh, basically carrying this giant box, running away from these giant enemy crabs. Um, while that's happening there, you know, bickering back and forth. Oh, this is supposed to be stealthy. Oh, well, I got the box. Um, switch back to the Marauder and we've got Tech and Omega. And Omega is going over Republic, I guess now Imperial uh, schematics to try and learn stuff about them. So we see some viewings, which I was very happy about. Um, and then a little bit of back and forth, they are told that they need to go pick up the others because they're in a jam. A big action scene, Omega shoots a bunch of crabs, the Marauder shoots a bunch of crabs, it does nothing to the crabs. Um, they manage to escape, yay! Everyone goes back, and they go back to Sid's bar, uh, drop off the, uh, I guess, whatever, we don't even see what it was they were delivering, and uh, we got a bunch of Easter eggs that Sid's apparently just been collecting off-screen, because I don't remember any of the helmets that were there in Season 1. Yeah, they were. There was uh, helmets on her back oh, Yeah, okay. yeah, we so talked about it a little bit. Just, Okay, or I've just forgotten. Maybe, Maybe there's new now. ones. I didn't actually look. I totally forgot they were back there. Yeah, there were three I noticed. We'll talk about them uh, afterwards. But sure. yeah, it was just kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, they meet this pirate lady who might be important later. Um, but there's a little bit of a talk. And then the mission or the episodes basically revolve around uh, Sereno and uh, Count Dooku's castle. Because Sid is basically talking about how... Um, oh, you know, it's up for grabs now. The Republic is is stripping it bare and taking everything for themselves. Uh, get the war chest and you'll have enough money to be free and do your own thing. And, you know, you don't have to work for me anymore. You can make a life for yourself in Omega. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Um, so they head off to Serrano. Hunter doesn't want to at first, but basically gets convinced by everyone being like, we need to do something. Uh, the plot must move forward. So... Uh, they all take a vote. Everyone's uh, for it, except for Hunter. And so he eventually agrees. They go off to Sereno. On the way down, Echo has an a weird argument. A, a weird argument with Echo, or sorry, Echo and Hunter have a weird argument about how, like, oh, we need this money to fight the good fight. And also, we have Omega here, and we need the money for her. And we wouldn't have, we would have normal lives if it wasn't for the fact that we rescued Omega from Kamino. Which is a so the way that conversation went could mm. be taken in like one of two ways, and that's like something that happens later on. They have that conversation, yeah, yeah. but the way the, the, the way they worded it, it was specifically to make it that you could take it in one of two ways, and then we have what happens yeah. next year. Yeah, it's it's we'll talk about it because it's very strange. Um, but yeah, so uh, they land on Sereno, and and they're like, okay, stealth mission because the bad bats never fucks up a stealth mission. Uh, so we'll go and we'll steal as much as we can from the three transports that I, I think are the same transports we saw in Obi-Wan. Um, the triangular, very long kind Seen of cargo ships. Too. Oh when, yeah. I when we have that the one. first, remember those security droids when Ezra's on there with the Hondo, they're doing like a, a heist. Oh yeah. The Asmor, what's his name? Short fat As devil man. Yeah. As Morgan, yeah. that mission. That yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so it was those those same ships. So they do the stealth mission. Uh, Hunters doing Metal Gear Solid, planting bombs on V wings while everyone else is um, try failing to steal stuff. They like get to the war chest and they're like, "Oh, look, stuff that we can steal." And then Wrecker gets like one box, kind of gets halfway back with it, and then uh, 
basically they had to stun a trooper to get in. Uh, he doesn't check in, so they uh, tell the shuttles to lift off. Uh, so we get te uh, Tech and Echo and Omega kind of trapped in the container as it's time to take off. Uh, Hunter does his distraction, uh, but it doesn't quite work out. And so him and Wrecker basically like fight their way out from the clones into uh, Castle Sereno. And uh, from there, we kind of get two different escapes because uh, Tech and Echo and Omega uh, are trying to get off or trying to get off the ship, but try and take some of the war chest um, while Hunter and Wrecker are like running through Castle Sereno and trying to um, escape from Captain. What was his name? It doesn't really matter, but Captain Wilcox or something. Wilco. Wilco. There we go. Wilcox. Um, yeah. What's that I, Wilcox? Yeah, I don't know, no, no. but it's, I pulled it from something in my brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they go through. We get a cool Easter egg scene because they run into the room where uh, Dooku was fighting Asajj and uh, the other two Night Sisters who were pretending to be Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they have a big fight there, and it turns out that uh, the panel behind Dooku's desk is an elevator. Oh, it's uh, uh, it's a escape troop because you've seen it before with Dooku where he like opens it up and he drops down and i think anakin goes after him in one of them or, or something oh is that how because that makes a little bit less sense to me how they didn't yeah, they break like, all their bones on the bottom well it's like a, it's like a shoot right <laughs> yeah it's like you go down and then you like slide down oh it's like, okay. a, it's like a, a secret escape I, I, I guess i'm i guess i'm assuming if it's something like that then duke would have used the force to stop himself and then wrecker and hunter would have just broken all their bones yeah maybe <laughs> yeah um yeah, so they basically go through all of that, and then they uh, get to a secret entrance. Or not a secret, well, it's like a, the door's open, it's a mountain uh, drop, so they use a grappling hook to get down. Um, while that's happening, uh, Echo and Tech and Omega basically try to get to the escape pods, but Wilco uh, sees, or basically understands what they're going to do, so he has the ship launch all its escape pods. Uh, very conveniently, we learn that all of the shuttle or cargo pods have emergency retro thrusters. So they just uh, basically uh, dump all the car, make the ship dump all of its cargo, uh, and they start to fall with it. And uh, they're like, oh, the retro thrusters should kick in any moment now. I was going to say, any moment now. Yeah. The, the retro any thrusters was now. cool. She's like, wait, this is an Imperial transport, right? Whatever model it was. Yeah, yeah. They're, and, they're calling back to yeah, earlier. I'm in like, the that's, that's nice. How like, she's actually learning stuff that is useful. Yeah, you're you're getting the Deus Ex moment, but it was set up properly, right? Because we see her looking at V wings, and then she knows this stuff about the uh, haulers. So it's like, yeah, you know, it, it it's a good setup. It would have been too on the nose if she'd been looking at the transport schematics at the beginning of the episode. Um, but yeah, that that's the end of the first episode. So the second one is the actual descent, and uh, we basically get the pods retro thrusters activating. Uh, or just at the right moment to basically half fall off a cliff. And they're like, everything's fine. We're great now. And then it actually falls off the cliff. And uh, Tech gets uh, the Nemec light special, I guess, where he uh, has a heavy box fall on him. But unlike uh, Nemec, he doesn't get crushed to death. He just gets a leg fracture. Um, so they kind of, Echo gets out, realizes they're halfway down a cliff. Okay, we need to try and get out of here. And Omega's like, oh, we need to steal everything. And Echo's like, we don't have time for that. Um, so, uh, you know what, I'll just cover their entire half of the story because it's probably easier this way. So they are basically trying to limp through the forest. Um, as they're talking, Omega spots someone looking at them and says, oh, we're being followed. They ambush it. It's this old Serenian guy. Um, and he brings them back to, well, he's kind of forced to bring them 
back to his uh, hab unit, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, they have a bunch of talks back and forth. Omega really wants to get all the war chest money, and Echo's like, no, we're scuffering the mission. Um, do you, do you remember nobody... why she's like really helping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, okay. that's, that's later on. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, for some reason, nobody is like, we should build a splint for Tech's leg. That yeah. was another, that was the detail that really bugged me. Well, he said he fractured, uh, they... what did he say? He fractured like the femur in a few a few spots? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just he, he had his, he fractured his femur by having an approximately 150 pound oh, object yeah. dropped yeah. on. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, but nobody wants to help him. Like nobody apparently in this backup squad knows how to just sit build down. a split. Yeah, right. Just, just walking off. Um, so there's a bit of back and forth. Like it's not a lot of important stuff that happens. Echo leaves for a bit. Uh, Omega is talking with the old Serenian guy. He gives her this little Serenian toy. Mm -hmm. That's basically just a Star Wars a kaleidoscope. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, and then tech helps the old guy with this like giant clunky terabyte drive that he has full of Serenian like art and culture. We do get a cool moment um, where tech's like, Oh, cool you have a separatist archive uh disc and the guy's like no i have a serenian archive you know we weren't always separatists right and text like i never thought about that because he was just born a, to do he was born to kill separatists yeah, right? yeah and this is the separatist uh basically home world that yeah. they're on um so yeah just a neat little moment a little bit of character growth um then they basically are like okay we spent enough time dragging the plot here so uh Echo comes back and is like, oh, where's Omega? And uh, Tech's like, I don't know. I was looking at this giant terabyte thing. They figure out that she took the old guy's uh, rappel rope. Mm -hmm. And so she's going back to the container to get the war chest. Uh, Echo goes after her, uh, gets ambushed by, because at this point, Wilco sent a bunch of patrols all over the planet to try and find the cargo and the thieves. Um they the uh, bark speeder patrol tracks echo and omega to the container starts opening fire um echo gets into the container is trying to help omega get away she's got a bunch of the jewels and stuff and then we get the thing dan was talking about where she's like oh uh we need to get this money because i'm a burden to you guys because you said you'd be living normal lives if it wasn't for me which is <sighs> such I, a it's stupid inciting incident but it makes sense well, though for a kid right like a kid it, it does yeah. it does make sense for a kid it is just such a stupid argument to be having for the bad batch but you know i'll, I'll go into that a little yeah. bit later on it just it's it's yeah uh so echo's like that's not true because i don't have any proof um now here come on we have to get out of here so they get up um while they're doing that tech crippled tech manages to beat the entire bark patrol i love that um, i was like yo i was actually afraid for him to get like actually like physically either killed or injured in like a way that was lasting for the injury i'm like maybe maybe they're gonna go out his leg or something like maybe they're gonna like I mean, really I'm, fracture it or something i don't know I, i'm still basically with the the understanding that the bad batch are it just invincible yeah like they have been ever since they debuted in season seven no one's ever taken an injury that's put them down for more than like two episodes yeah but even uh, then like it, it shows like like is it tech yeah tech he is not like a physically strong character he's very smart yeah, yeah. and book smart he's, right? He's so far the only character in the Bad Batch we've seen who can't overpower a normal clone trooper. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, I guess Echo can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's but yeah, it's it's interesting, but the stakes are rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, at least for me. 
And so he takes them all down. Somehow the Bark Speeders brought an E-Web with them. I mean, sure, why not? Um, doesn't have a power supply, which is interesting. Um, but he uses that to then take out the air support that comes after them and the Bark Speeder, the second patrol of Bark Speeders that are coming after them. Uh, everybody gets up, and then uh, the next part kind of t- dovetails with the end of uh, Wrecker and Hunter's story, which is they basically get into the ruins of Sereno. Um, they're going through it. There's also something interesting with it. I it, it does make sense, but it kind of was surprising to me. Basically, Wilco sets up like a big perimeter around the yeah. city, um, which means he must have so many, so many clones. Um, I mean, probably about like forty or fifty. For that that city well, was gigantic. Well, the thing is, like, and, if you have forty or fifty people and they're either yeah. all on speeders or at least some of them are, they can cover more ground and then they can just encircle and go in, right? That's sure. The idea, but you right? need you if you he said they we set up a perimeter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. that means we've got the whole area locked down and moving in, which would be like you. That city was so big, you need hundreds. Yeah. Um. Who knows if they have it? Whenever really told. So yeah. you know, it's a it's whatever. It's just from the landing platform. You wouldn't assume, but that's fine. Um. XYZ happens, Hunter and Wrecker get into a position where they're trying to figure out a way to get out, and they kind of decide, oh, there's some AATs, the hulks of them, we'll use those to get away. That doesn't work, the AATs won't turn on. Um, They get attacked, and while air support's coming in, Wrecker basically jury rigs a... Side cannon. it's yeah, not the main it's a, cannon. Well, it's a side cannon of an AAT, right? What, was it a side? I, I wasn't sure if it was a side cannon because the projectiles are arcing. So I thought it was a proton torpedo, one of the proton torpedo launchers at the bottom of the AAT. It could be. I'm um, not too sure. Yeah, it wasn't very clear on what part. It looked like he took it off the side of it. That's why I was thinking that. And it's smaller. Yeah. It's like you can hold. He could hold yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. man portable by him, basically. So he uses it to. I like you juried uh, the battery. He's like. Yeah, put the battery on it. And then he's like, yeah. okay, we'll do that. And it's like, it's, how did he know how to do that? Yeah, it's it's a question that I have because it's like, I don't know what weapon that he was using. And I have questions, right? Because if that was the proton torpedo launcher, or I don't know, maybe they've retroactively changed what that armament is now, then it doesn't make sense how he was firing so many shots. Because mm. um, they arc like a mortar, yeah. but the AAT doesn't have a mortar. It's short range, I, though. It wasn't long range yeah. like the big cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very confused what weapon it was. Maybe it wasn't even an AAT. Maybe it was something different. Like, it, it's, it's hard to tell. It's like, AAT or something. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to tell because the thing that they take it from is is like completely be. fucked beyond recognition. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was just something different. But it's it it feels like a setup with the AATs. But who knows? Sure, yeah. Anyways, they they use that to basically escape all the way back to the Marauder, which is quite impressive. They literally outrun the troops through a city up a mountain. Well, I mean, they're also firing <laughs> back at them, right? Yeah, but you kind of figure the, the and it's it's that duality, right? If they had hundreds of people to secure the perimeter, where are they now? Yeah. Um, since they were on foot, but whatever. Anyways, they they run all the way back up the mountain. Uh, they get back into the Marauder. They fly and pick up uh the rest of the crew and the Serenian the Serenian guys like, no, leave me here. I can't be part of the I'm plot a survivor, anymore. Yeah, yeah, and just runs off into the forest. And then he's um, yeah, oh man. It, yeah, and I mean, just the like Marauder the, the end part. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So the Marauder leaves, which also I'll talk about later, but that also bugged me. Um, I meant the part where like the Serenian gives it to her again, and he's oh, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, here, like, remember what I yeah. said?" Because it's like remember she's fun. still a kid, yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's actually really important because she's like really obsessed with the money. She's like, "What does this do? How much is it worth? Is there gems yeah. in here?" He's like, "No, it's just no, it's glass, enjoyable, yeah. right? Have have a good time." Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they get away, the Echo and, and Omega have a very short conversation where Echo's like, 
I'm not going to dispute what you said, but I'm glad we rescued you. Yeah. Which was, it's very okay. Um, but yeah, they they head off, and then we get an end credit scene where uh, we need to show that we're the Empire. So Rampart's back, and he's even more eviler than he was last time. He's an he's an imperial uh, officer to the fucking teeth, man. <laughs> yeah, but he's like he he's after Andor. It's kind of not. I don't want to say a step back, but it's less refreshing to go from competent imperial officers in Andor to just evil mcmustache twirly uh, i mean this guy's yeah just covering his ass because he wants to move yeah up, right? yeah that's exactly yeah, that's the empire in a, in a nutshell yeah so basically what happens is he's talking with uh wilco and he's like oh you said in your reports the bad batch was uh the people behind it but that's not true because they died in camino and wilco's like no it's true i saw them and he's like okay cool you didn't see them uh file a report that says you didn't he's like i refuse because i'm a good boy and i do my, like, I do my job yeah and then Rampart's like, well, goodbye, and then shoots him off the, uh, yeah, the convenient wall that they're standing at, and then walks away. So, yeah, I mean, that's the episode. Um, so a couple Easter eggs off the top. Um, we see the V-Wings, and that's nice. I love those fighters. I know Dan doesn't like them, but I don't. I, I don't like them. Those. I just don't like the design. They're just ridiculous. <laughs> look, oh, they look so cool to me. It's like prototype fighters. I love them. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, we get the bark speeders again. We get the lat gunship again. Uh, we, we get, get a lot of clone stuff in yeah, this episode. A lot like, of clone tech. Like because we, when we were seeing Bad Batch season one, we were seeing a lot of like the transition clones into the stormtroopers mm -hmm. and like the commandos and stormtrooper stuff. There, remember that? Yeah, well, the we were seeing the TK armor at the training facility. Yeah, so like that was really um, cool to kind of see that. But we're still using clones for a lot of imperial stuff, and like mm -hmm. why switch their armor when they're going to be disposed of eventually right yeah but but we're starting to see the transition as well because captain wilco has the uh storm the stormtrooper uh like a proto version of the stormtrooper for lack of a better word like captain plate i thought it was a captain um, plate of the clone he just had a black one what? Like, do they have those yeah i don't remember do, like, rex has it Captain rex does he well has he, he has one, right? he has like a he has it on both sides though it's more of like a oh yeah a, true, true true what do you call it a halbark i think um yeah, this is just the one side. Yeah, that's a stormtrooper um, style. It's then, got yeah. a little, yeah, smaller thing on the other. It's got a thing on the other side, but that part on the other side doesn't even go past the shoulder. It's it very it, like, similar to like the Tatooine episode four. Yeah, the stormtrooper captains. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so you're looking for. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like that's that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, in Sid's office, we see three different helmets. Uh, one is a clone trooper uh, version three helmet. Um, the you know the current ones that they're still using. Like the, one is the little, little uh, in the bottom. yeah yeah not not the model two with not the full visor like yeah yeah it's the the ones in episode three basically. So we see that helmet. We see an Air Corps pilot helmet because uh, the ones that the lat pilots yeah. use, except for the clones in this episode because the lat pilots in this episode have the uh, Mark Three helmet. Maybe they're again, running a low one. <laughs> yeah right maybe who knows or maybe maybe those ones are only for atmospheric inch i have no idea um and then she's somehow got a mandalorian helmet which i wasn't expecting i mean black market um, man yeah i guess so like, right pirate queen you're working with a pirate person like yeah you're gonna have some weird back yeah it, it, it was just kind of surprising for me yeah. and uh then when we get closer into sereno you know we talked about castle sereno already we see a couple of places from it um, and then we also get to see AATs and uh, a slug droid, 
which was interesting because I haven't seen a slug droid since like episode three. Oh, um, yeah. So eh, that was neat. But those those were all the Easter eggs that I spotted. I didn't see least. any Easter eggs, honestly. So I'm glad you oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I'm like, ah, I just can't. Like, I mean, Sereno, obviously the little like escape hatch thing that was kind of like yeah, Easter yeah. egg. Pull back to that. Um, yeah, and and calling back to certain parts of it again, like because when they open the door and it's a cliff face, I was like, that's super stupid. Oh yeah, but you know, Dooku threw Asajj and the Night Sisters out a window and they yeah. fell down a cliff, and then you know, the one thing I would themselves. say too is like you know, it's not really said as much as it is implied, I, I guess in a way. Like mm. so, we looked at Duel, uh, not Duel of Fates, uh, Tales of the Jedi with Dooku's story and his fall and him going to Palpatine and all that stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah. Aside. And the reason he left the Jedi Order was because of corruption and, um, you know, things that he was not okay with inside the Jedi Order to... Yeah, you know, he get became disillusioned with them. Right, and, like, the thing, if you remember, he was, he, in Tales of the Jedi, he was with Qui-Gon on that planet, and the, the person that he was about to force, choke, and kill mm. was a senator who was stealing from his people. Yeah, and, and now we this, see it's come full circle. In this, yeah. Dooku has fallen so far, he has become what he hated. Mm. Right? And so he has stolen from his people. And this guy, this, this survivor guy, um, he's saying, like, yeah, he stole all of the people. This 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 horde of jewels and money and stuff like that, that's all, like, cursed, like, yeah. spoils of war, basically. And... Yeah, because Omega asks at the beginning of the episode, how did he get all the, like, this yeah. much wealth? And like, yeah, from uh, the people I... he was taking over, he's like, no, yeah. no, this is from our planet. Well, so Echo and Tech back then are like, oh, you know, he exploited and, and uh, drained resources from the Separatists to funnel this. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Serenian guys, like, he didn't just steal it from other planets, he also stole it from us. Yeah, he um, basically yeah. fucked our, our our own planet. Yeah, full, um, full circle kind of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we still... It's kind of sad one of those to see things, that too, right? Like, with Dooku? Like... It's it's the kind of quintessential, uh, I turn to the dark side for good reasons, and whoops, I all evil now, right? Yeah, I've still yeah, too it, far, yeah. It's reminiscent of Vader, right? The, oh, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah, the, well, because one of my favorite, it's not canon anymore, which which sucks. Well, it wasn't even canon back then, um, but it, it reminds me of um, when in in the kind of what if Star Wars comic where Vader fights Maul. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you've read that I've one. I've seen but... panels of it, but I've not read it. No, oh, it's it's great. So basically, a uh, very very spark notesy version of the fight. Maul is kicking Vader's ass the entire time. Interesting. Okay. Um, and he's he's basically they get to like the climactic point of the duel, and Vader beats Maul by Maul's behind him, uh, and he sta Vader stabs himself through the stomach oh, okay. to skewer Maul. Um, and then as Maul's dying, he he is talking to Vader, and he says, "What could you possibly?" What could you possibly hate that would eclipse my own? And Vader says, myself. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, I always love that line because yeah. he has literally, and we see it in the, the, I was going to say new, but you know, the second run of the Vader comics as well is what is, and his he, choices that he's made, he's haunted by yeah. them. And he sees himself as this writhing mass of hatred, like limbless hatred and, yeah. and yeah, potent, impotent fury. Was it um, Maul that was full normal Maul or was it half cyborg Maul? It's like it, it's full restored mall, but it's like weird Sith vision given life mall. But like, is it, is it like mall at his peak physically? Basically, like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Not like coming through the Clone Wars, having yeah, not not legs. crazy man. Yeah. yeah, no, that that 
uh, Cyber Mall only existed in a different what if, which is uh, if Maul attacked the the Lars homestead. Yeah, oh, I mean, um, we talked about that during the Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. yeah, that is the original uh, Obi Wan versus Maul. Yeah, ending uh, second duel. Yeah, which I mean, it got um, pretty close to that. Yeah, Not the only to the difference degree is... of the comic, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. The it only difference more, is Obi Wan yeah. doesn't emerge from the ground like a weird sewer monster. <laughs> yeah, I remember because uh, he literally that. in that. Co- yeah, he he's like under the ground, under like a blanket yeah, covered in a, sand. It doesn't make. It's, yeah, I don't know where he came. It's so weird, but it's a cool entrance. I wonder he how long he was just, like, emerges. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and the only the other biggest difference is that Lars doesn't kill Maul because yeah. that's what happens in the original comic. Obi Wan's about to spare him, and then I love Lars the new one though. Through the head. Oh, it's great! The like, in, they're both they're both good. Yeah, uh, because that's the whole thing. Like, that whole setup is basically uh, of Maul getting his cyber legs and blah, blah, blah when he's explaining it to Owen. Um, That's the setup that they kind of then use in Season 5 is that my hatred sustained me, and um, through that I was able to survive and all this stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's just a kind of cool... Anyways, yeah, we got kind of off topic. But, yeah, it's interesting kind of seeing that, um, yeah, you, you went evil for the best of intents, um, but they kind of, I think, also show it in Tales of the Jedi, right? Like, he went evil for all the great reasons, didn't stop him from killing Yaddle, which kind of destroyed all of his arguments for why he was turning, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm going to save the galaxy, but I'm also going to murder you to save my skin. So, it's, it's it, but it's cool. It, it's a nice, um, it's a, it's a well-done tragic fall of a hero. Yeah, and, like, um, that's the thing, is it just makes you a little bit, like, when you saw Tilted Jedi, you're like, I understand why you're doing this, Dooku. Yeah, yeah. And then you see this, and you're like, fuck, man, you fell way too far. It's Yeah, it's very reminiscent of, like, Death Note or Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. They, they went evil for the best of intentions, but their own ego and drive and darkness. Ambition. Just, it all up yeah. the end. And ambition, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's decent. No, it's not decent. It's good. Um yeah, outside of those things, Didn't like, just... I don't know, other Easter, the only other Easter egg I can think of is when they come back to the bar. Oh, I forgot the robot they saved from Kamino's, one, yeah. uh, a bartender now. I was so I was neat. hoping he'd be on the ship, honestly. I was hoping he'd be, like, a medic on the ship or something. Yeah, right, it would make a little bit more sense if he could have helped tech Splinter's leg or something. And maybe from now on, he might be, who knows? Like, he was just kind of sitting at the, uh, the bar, yeah. I guess, for now. Yeah, and so the only other Easter egg I can think of is uh, we see the the uh, what's it called the Jarek table um, that the Weequay and the Ithorian whose names oh, I can't yeah, remember yeah. those are, are fucking playing. guys. Yeah, the guys those guys voiced by are... Sam Regal and Liam O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, I the, totally the, forgot about those guys. The, the permanent customers, as it were. Yeah, um, they're literally yeah, so just they're like there well. they're like the guys that come into EB Games or GameStop and they're like, "Hey, man, like." I, you know, want to talk to somebody about, like, this game, and then they're, like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're they frequent enough, like, they come in, like, every day, and then you're talking as, to them. As, yeah. as someone who used to work at a hobby store, it's also, like, yeah, the guys would just show up there to just... Talk with you, because they have nobody else to yeah. talk Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, no, yeah so... Who are doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're trying... If you're listening... Don't, you, don't try and make it sound better now. <laughs> send, send us a message. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was just going to say, like, Fijinoa, obviously, she's mm. a brand new character, they wouldn't have made a model for a brand new character if it wasn't a character we're going to see again. Oh yeah, if she doesn't come back, it's no, going to yeah. be like, what the hell she's, was? She's any a pirate. Of that? She's a pirate. So there's like that kind of aspect of it too, which yeah. maybe brings in Hondo Onaka again, which would be fucking great. Anything with Hondo, just bring him in. I love it. So <laughs> I could see that happening, like there, a rival pirate a, gang, almost. You know, there's a yeah, there's a duality there where it's like I wouldn't mind one or two cameos, but as long as they keep it less 
crowded than Mandalorian season well, two. I, no, I think it'd be more just like, uh, oh yeah, Hondo. No, like he's a uh, he's a because because we were talking about it before. The, we were talking about it before the podcast, right? And it was like, oh, what if Rex shows up again? I'm like, I'm ninety yeah. percent sure Rex and Rex and or Cody are showing up this season. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, what if Darth Vader appears? And I was like, eh, I mean. I can see it, but it'd be a little bit ham-fisted. So same thing with Hondo, where it's like, yeah, there, there's a line. At this point, he's more able to come into the series than anybody else. Ish. I mean, the only thing that we're still missing with Hondo is how he loses all of his crew from the last time we saw him in Clone Wars to. I think it's the Empire. Uh, Rebels. Right? I, We've never seen but, that, but, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like that's really the last part of Hondo's life that is blank still or the stuff after um, like once the new hope happens and all that stuff like we don't see him at all in that but well i'm talking sorry for bad batch oh like, i see okay yeah yeah if this he were to line. show up like that's all we're really missing mm -hmm. um but yeah the, I, I think there's a there's a fine line between someone showing up as a cameo because it's it's not necessarily necessary but it blends in well and it makes sense why they run into them yeah. and someone showing up so they can be like, look, look at the character you love. Yeah, no, I don't like that. It's, it's more the ratings. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more just like the, you know, like the Lando Calrissian in rebels. It made sense. Cause he had to smuggle yeah, somebody yeah. onto the planet and who's better smuggler City. than Lando. Right. Yeah. Pre cloud city. This is what he would be doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like maybe we see Hondo, like, I, I, this is just me just speculating, right? It's like, what if we see Hondo and maybe he uh, introduces them or he they Fee Genoa introduces them to Hondo for a job or something like that. Like, that's yeah. how I could see that happening, right? Yeah, and a that would be fair. Job. That would make sense, right? Like, that's a good one. Like, another one would be uh, Yalaran in Andor. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff that makes sense. As long as it's that, I don't mind too much. And I want to um, just quickly say uh, Fiji Noah is voiced by Wanda Sykes, which is kind of a cool mm -hmm. little like Easter egg, I guess, in its own way. Um, yeah. She is in many things. She's a comedian. So look her up, Wanda Sykes, and uh, you'll you'll recognize her as soon as you see her, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, overall, my take on these two episodes were it's a slightly better version of the first three episodes of Andor. Um, but like two percent better it's okay. interesting and it's kind of nice to see the bad batch again but nothing of importance really happens in these two episodes no i'd just say like yeah this is the fiji no introduction which is obviously yeah. something they're gonna go with the cool thing with dooku like understanding that he fell too far quickly mm -hmm. um that's kind of a nice little like side like thing that nobody in the series knows about apart from yeah, the serenian yeah. right um, and he doesn't even know the the full extent of that, I guess. Um, mm. And then um, just kind of like Dooku's like you know castle and like the city being blown apart. That's news. We have didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it makes sense that they would just absolutely screw over. The, yeah, like in the archive yeah. of Serenian history, it's like there's some information on that that could be damning for a lot of people, especially Dooku. Yeah, right? you, you never know, right? Um, but yeah, the, the thing that disappointed me the most was that the, the first episode seemed to set up like, okay, so you get this money, and now we're doing something different from season one, right? It's not doing odd jobs and missions for Sid, it's going off and, and doing your own thing and, and finding a new identity for the Bad Batch. But by the time we're done episode two, we're right back where we started with another Bad Batch failed mission. Yeah. Um, and it's... I'm glad it's failed though. Like I'm glad they don't just like, oh, we just got out with more than we thought we would. You know, like I didn't think that was 
I'm glad that they're failing stuff because we were at the point, I guess, in Bad Batch and Season 7 Clone Wars where it's like, they can't do wrong. They're always going to do, but, they're always going to succeed, but they don't. For, yeah, right? for Season 7, shows Bad Batch, that's true. But for Bad Batch Season 1, they've already messed up enough missions where it's like... Okay, they're not... Yeah, we've already yeah. proven they're not fallible, right? Like, they couldn't even clear out the cave uh, last season properly. Right, and or, so it's, you it's, know, when they were on that Star Destroyer, the Rex Star Destroyer and stuff like that, and, like, yeah, yeah. the sixes and stuff. Like, it's always by the skin of their teeth, right? Yeah. Which is, like, not I bad. I that, yeah. But there's got to be, like, it, it's, it's, it's not a great look that adding Omega to their team decreased their mission success rate by, like, 70%. Not that it's her fault. It makes sense, though. It's just though. what happened. Yeah, it makes sense, though, because uh, you have to make sure that this kid is going to survive. And you also have to make sure that they don't yeah. they don't get lost on their own. Like it's, you really have to make sure that like there's that part of your brain that's always thinking about that one thing, right? You have to, it's, it's it's writing a fine line though, right? Because we got season seven bad bats that can't do wrong and are like literally invincible. You don't want and, it to be like a plot point this entire season. But what I'm saying yeah. is wins every once in a while right yeah, exactly we, and I think we, that's go what's from, happening, yeah. we go from a crack stealth team yeah. that can never be spotted and just kills everything in their path and is invincible to a kind of blundering bunch of fools who can't complete a single mission yeah without at least five or six different hitches and i think the um, reason why that's happening is because every single mission that they've been on that we know of has been against droids and they were amazing against that now they are not only against you know other clones which in itself is kind of fucked up like trying to like they never killed anybody or they tried not See, to anyway. that, they tried not to issue that I not have with the the with cannon but episodes. yeah like no, Wrecker, no. so what, what what i have a problem with there is that in season one they were fine with killing clones interesting yeah they've raxus, not done it now yeah yeah raxus on the star destroyer yeah. like bunch of they were just murdering record th th throws that dude off the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the acclimator but it's interesting and now all of a sudden they have a problem with it and it's interesting it's only stuns that. now yeah it's it's just weird it's like if they had mentioned something about it it would be less weird it could if they'd be addressed they, it it could be now that they know like the chips were what caused this and sure, that's but the change say of, that yeah. Well, yeah like speculating all this stuff that's that's what great. we do <laughs> it is yeah. but some yeah, sort of give evidence, us something right? right five or six seconds why are we stunning why are you all stunning them now well we know it's not their fault yeah that's that cool. would be fine i would be okay with that for sure it's just the fact that they change it and never address i mean it. to that's be fair it does look like wrecker killed a clone this episode uh, season episode two season well that's the other yeah he, was shooting, like, he wasn't shooting at them, he was shooting around yeah. them. Like, he was shooting up at the rocks yeah. and on the ground and stuff like but that. They kill at least somebody, because Wilco at one point... Goes over like, and looks at him, yeah. Over, yeah it, it looks, looks like, like he's dead, dead, but it's not confirmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's just a weird dichotomy. And you know right? what, maybe... I, it's not explained. Maybe that's why he didn't, at the end, want to get rid of his report, because he's like, no, he, they killed my men. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that people know about them so then they get caught. You know, like, yeah. that makes sense, right? Because if he did that, and then other clones got killed, then it's on him. Yeah. And, he, and he'd feel that, because, I mean, I can only imagine what it feels like to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of yourself walking around the galaxy, uh, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, yeah, give us a little bit... I think the reason why Bad Batch is not, is not doing so well is because they are learning 
a new type of like they're learning about the galaxy around them they're pretty oblivious mm -hmm. to everything that goes around them that was not in the war right they're learning about all this stuff that is very yeah. new to them and some of them are not very smart as in like wrecker you know hunter's, <laughs> no, hunter's smart but he's also like he gets too wound up in his own head i think with with mm. like ideas and thoughts and like no we're not doing this it's too risky it's like yes but at the same time it's like you need to live and you need to do this and this would help for a long time all of the money it's that you've made so far plus some in one mission why wouldn't you do it yeah, it's very much that Hunter is like, this is my mission, we cannot deviate from it, and yeah. like not even willing to to think of other possibilities. Yeah, he doesn't want to put everybody at risk, especially Omega, which is what yeah. I understand, right? So there's a lot of new, like, I think that's why season one and season two of Bad Batch is what it is, is because the clones, like uh, clone Batch 99 or, or Bad Batch or whatever, mm. they are learning a lot of new stuff about the galaxy and how it functions. And yeah. Sid is their, their way lane, or, or their... their they're way into that and to understand that and they're learning on the go and yeah i can get and that I'll, that's where i can understand it and i'll hold like i'm still waiting for episode three because i always give everything at least three episodes yeah yeah um but they're like if season one was about them learning how to just survive without the republic season two should not be how do we survive without the republic i think this is where it is too because we were talking about this before the episode to like the recording mm -hmm is that this apparently takes place on the tail end of 19 BBY, which is the same year Order 66 happens, and the Siege of Mandalore, and a whole bunch yeah, of other yeah. things. Like, this is Episode 3 territory. And, and that's that's the thing that kind of bugs me, is it's it like, okay... It makes sense I, well, with the clones so, so, being around. So I get, yeah, so I yeah. get that at the end of Season 1, you know, or basically all of Season 1 was 19 BBY. But then you give us something that looks like a time skip, right? Omega's hair is bit. different. Yeah. Everyone's armor is different. Like, Rucker's got new shoulder pads, they've all got new paint jobs. To be fair, that can like, be done very quickly. Yes, but, yeah. but there is an implication that a lot of time has passed when you do something like that. Exactly, that's where mine was. Right? I was like, oh, this must take, like, a year later, or, like, seven months later. Exactly, yeah. right? So if you, again, if you don't, it's the, it's the it's opposite a bad of show to tell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you just leave it to us to interpret, but you give a lot of signs that for stereotypical media would mean multiple years have passed. I would have thought but this was 18 BBY. Year? Somewhere in yeah, 18 exactly. BBY. Like, well, honestly, it, did. Looked like, it looked like at least a year had passed. Like, here, let me let me just pull up the the timeline here of, like, 19 BBY and what happens. I'm just going to list it just for the listeners, too, because we were yeah, talking it's, about it's it before. it's crazy so we how have, much stuff happens this, this is, year. I think, within, like, this is what happens in order, I guess, right? Mm. Maybe months, weeks, whatever, at the same time. Maul's criminal alliance thing forms... Yeah, the shadow. Yeah, card, we get which is which we see in Clone Wars season seven. Um, we have some other things where like the the trial of uh, Ahsoka and all that stuff happens. Yeah, um, Order sixty six prematurely activates for Tup, and uh, fives and all that stuff happens, and they've discovered the control chips. Yeah, um, the genocidal attack on Marani. Uh, I don't remember this. The so it's it's basically oh, to assassinate Count Dooku. That's the mission. Yeah, yeah. with Quillen it's basically Voss and seasons five to seven. Yep, are all this year. Um, which is kind of nuts to me. I think six and seven, right? Because well, is... end of five is when Ahsoka is it. Gets... I thought it was end of six. Am I wrong? No, it's okay. end of five. And then we have... uh, that's that's the end of the actual show. Season six is lost archives, and then season seven is the new stuff. Yeah, we have Battle Dathomir, all that stuff. Yeah. We this is the Tano and the Martez twins, yeah. Uh, Echo well, that's what's being discovered and being like yeah. So this is the same year that he was discovered, 
Yeah, that's what's now nuts. He's, yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> it's right? so much stuff in such a short amount of time. It's, just Mandalore it's happens, crazy. which might explain yeah. why Sid has a Mandalorian helmet because maybe a lot of Mandalorians died. Um, maybe. And then we got uh, uh, the whole like season seven stuff. Uh, count like all of episode three happens in this. Yeah. And then we got at the end of it here. Let's see here. Yoda going to Dagobah. Yeah, so that also means the final episode of Tales of the Jedi happens this year. Stagrera forms his rebel cell, the Partisans. Yeah. Well, and we saw that starting in Bad Batch last yep, season. Yeah, in Poké right? City last season as well. Like, so yeah. all this happens within one year. One year! Which is, to me, it's like, it's like you know what? I could see it happening, because normally you and I were talking, where it's like, a lot happens, and it's a big galaxy. Across, yeah, a lot of things can happen. Galaxy. And to be but, fair, like, when something like this happens, there's got to be a lot of setup. Like, yeah, you got to take down... Caminos to Poké City. You have yeah. to do that. Like you have to do all these things to make sure that once everything is done, the Empire is here. Yeah, it's like just like why is the Empire is here? We're still yeah, in transition but phase. It, it still lessens certain things for me, like Ahsoka leaving. And I guess part of that's also because it was what like seven years between her leaving in real time between her yeah, leaving. Yeah, it felt a lot longer than it right? actually was. But to think that that's a year. Yeah. That. You know, it, it feels like if Anakin hadn't seen her for like two or three years, that yeah. meeting is very powerful. Yeah. Knowing that it's like seven months. Yeah. Eh, it's interesting. Something weird about that. Interesting right? stuff. Yeah. It, it's a lot like because it's true. A lot of stuff happens across the galaxy this year. Yeah. But a lot of stuff happens with specific characters in that year. It's true. And that's where that dichotomy kind of breaks down. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Like, um, it's just it's interesting to see that this is kind of ramshackled into the back of it, right? Into the end yeah, of yeah. 19 BBY. So it's interesting. I want to actually see, can I see what the 18 BBY look, stuff looks like? That'd be interesting to know. Can mm. I find 18 BBY? Yeah, for context as well, this is then 13 years before Andor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me just look up here. No, Google, I don't want to verify. There's chimneys. You, you, don't, you know what would be funny? If that means that Andor's flashback was happening this year. Maybe. So here we go. You want me to tell you a few things here? We got Mon Cala is sure. subjugated by Galactic Empire after King Lee Char surrenders. So Mon mm -hmm. is under the Empire's rule. The entire pa uh, population of Rada is evacuated following the uprising of the local resistance against occupation. Uh, Senator Organa and Ahsoka do their thing like against the Empire and all that stuff. During the battle in space, Wait. Commander Gray realizing that Order 66 altered his loyalty and sacrifices his life to save Caleb Doom. That's in the comic. Yes. I love that. That was so good. That was very uh, good. Caleb changes his name to Kanan. Um, Mon Mothma begins to organize a military alliance between the movements of the anti-imperial coalition known as, then as the Alliance. Mm. Nicardoon campaigns. Uh, I don't know what those are. I can't remember what Nicardoon is. Nicardoon. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Nicardoon. Oh, the Chisar Sendacy stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's okay. all the Grisk plot and all that stuff in the books. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Galactic Empire liberates Alkenzi base on Aldani. So that, that actually answers something we were talking about before the podcast, because you were saying it would be cool if Thrawn showed up. But if that's the case, he can't right now. Yeah, so this is this tells you, the BBY, this is when the Empire liberates Alkenzi Air Base on Aldani mm -hmm. and dams up the Sacred River, Nas McLean. Oh, so that's okay. when they station themselves there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Will Will of Tarkin subjugates a population on Antar Four and what becomes known as the Antar Atrocity, which is another atrocity mm. he's committed. 
Yeah, that's the one where he lands his shuttle. No, on that's the, the other one. No? That's the other one. This one is. Oh, is that the Gorman massacre? Gorman. I thought the Gorman massacre was something different. Let's but, read about okay. this because I don't know about this. <laughs> the end of the Clone Wars saw the count, death of Count Dooku and a Separatist council, with the Republic claiming victory over the Separatists. With the war at end, Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine declared himself Emperor. Kind of stuff, yeah, we know I'm that. just trying to find it. <laughs> okay, uh, in the early days of the Empire, um, Antar IV was one of those worlds with uh, Separatist rebellions on them. And Wolf Tarkin was assigned to make an example of the former rebellious world. Around 18 BBY, the Empire invaded Antar IV, and Moff Tarkin made no attempt to sort the Separatists from Imperial loyalists when he carried out the mass arrests, executions, and massacres. There you go. So so Gorman might be the one where he lands on It is. The, yeah, uh, Gorman Massacre is that one, yeah. Okay. So that's uh, interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at in the timeline. We're just about to get into all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, fun times. It's interesting to kind of experience that as we go and see what we see maybe we see some stuff happening here and there yeah. and maybe we interact with some other characters or you know rex and yeah, all that we'll have stuff. To see. like the the i will also say the one thing that the last thing that bugged me in this episode is um when everyone gets back on the marauder they're not being chased by anybody um and they're like oh reinforcements will be here shortly but what i was thinking was like oh cool so you're gonna fly down and mag clamp the container and then fly yeah. away oh they're not they don't have that capability maybe really though like again it's just it's but their missions are more like covert ops go in strike but get this out. was their mission steal the war chest but that's what i mean though out. like right. in the bad batch when they were in the Re grand republic of the mm. like the republic army right they probably weren't doing recovery missions of like assets and stuff they were probably just doing like murders and like spec ops support yeah right? but so again the, the it just, it, it just feels like a wasted opportunity to me because i mean who knows next episode maybe it'll be different maybe there's a whole other setup yeah, maybe they get upgrades right maybe they change it up a bit to make the ship a little bit less obvious but, but, but wouldn't it make sense if they're taking money from from this mission to then upgrade the ship if they did <laughs> if they did if they did how how nobody has nobody no, stole they, they didn't as i said they, they can't yeah. so yeah maybe eventually in the season we'll get that that's what i'm saying it, it's just yeah like the the what bugs me is that they could they could have not done this mission and nothing, and nothing would nothing would be different exactly like I there's mean, no reason for them to have done anything that they did i mean addressing episodes. the feelings of omega and the crew with, about the whole situation the argument that the, but no but that argument's garbage because the argument is basically that they're like well at least what omega thinks is you'd have a normal life if you hadn't rescued me and it's like no they wouldn't they're a clone strike force how the fuck would they have a normal life she doesn't like they wouldn't have to let me just think here but this is but this is an argument that was basically solved in season one right i'll, I'll tell you is if they didn't have omega there wouldn't be a target on their back as big that's probably sure, but, what it is, yeah. But everyone thinks they're dead until they botch this operation. Yeah. Right? Which that so changes it, stuff, I guess, in a way. It, it makes them relevant, I guess, on the Empire's radar, but it's just like this. The, these two episodes are just a big nothing, right? It's a like, setup of the, like... I guess, hopefully. Right? Yeah. Right? And, ho and like I said, ho I'm hoping episode three does something, but it, it's just... This is why it reminds me of the first three episodes of Andor. Yeah. Like we got the point in the first 45 minutes. You don't need to keep going. And this one's like, yeah, you finished what you needed to do in the first like 10 minutes. To be fair, though, like the first two seasons of every animated show we've gotten so far have been slow burns for at least the first few episodes. 
but does that pattern need to continue no no but it's it just follows the pattern so like surprising not really it's just unfortunate also, wait a minute. The stuff. first, the first two episodes of season seven are them fight going after Tretch with the bad. First two batch. episodes of season one and two of every animated series. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Like we have uh, oh, Clone Wars, yeah, Rebels, what's, what's Resistance. <laughs> which which episode is landing in Point Rain? Because that's season two of Clone Wars, but I don't know. It's not the first. I don't think it's the first okay. few episodes. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, we also have to remember I Clone Wars was it... not in chronological order when it was released. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> which is not but... great. So yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, it's just like I'm excited to see where it goes. Like I'm just for me, I'm really excited to see what risks they take and what steps they make in animation this year. Cause like last hmm. year when we saw Bad Batch, we were like, holy shit, they really like the, the rain coming down on the, the hmm. Marauder, like all the ambience, the darkness, the, the use of light and absence of yeah. light, and just the facial expressions, the mannerisms, everything was so well improved. And then we got season seven Clone Wars and we got um of the jedi of the jedi which fucking mm. blew us all away but the thing is you have oh, yeah. six episodes to work on right yeah so and and that's the thing that i'm i also find it very kind of humorous that the non-artist is very invested in think, seeing yeah. the artistic breakthroughs and i'm less interested i think it's in because you're the... like you understand that like we're near the end of it for me it's just like we're making improvements and i'm just excited mm. to see really well animated star wars like That's even fair. if there's not improvements, just enjoying the visual of Star Wars, mm. and new stories being told, and new adventures being had, regardless if they have any importance to the like the galaxy at worldwide or galaxy wide. Yeah. But it's just the fun little adventures that you have that you know maybe add a little bit here, add a little bit there, just like fun little yeah. things. Because some of the episodes, I mean, in in shows like that, people love a lot are the ones that don't really have a huge, you know bearing on other things too like for me it's like you know i'm just, if it's a good episode it's a good episode these ones were okay i'm not like super mm. like oh man these are fantastic these are like this mm. is a good i didn't watch season one of bad batch i need to get up to date on who these people are and what they do and who omega is and what her shtick is right like mm. that's what this reminded me of it's like if you haven't watched season one bad batch which is weird here's kind of like a reintroductory to these characters yeah you know so i can understand it and uh i'm just excited to see what we get because as season one indicated it went like whoop and it like just went <laughs> yeah. really well you know we got to see a lot of cool stuff yeah no it's true i just want to see something of importance happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i mean Dave otherwise... is on the sorry go ahead mm. no because otherwise it's just i'm just watching like a saturday morning cartoon yeah and unfortunately i'm a little bit too old for that now Fair so enough. I need some kind of content, but I say, exact, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you're yeah. right. It is Dave Filoni, right? Yeah, like, I'm executive not producer wrong. Dave Filoni, Athena yeah, Portillo, yeah. Brad Rock, Carrie Beck, and uh, Jennifer Corbett. So yeah. there's people that have been involved with the series and like Star Wars for a long time. Yeah. Which works uh, well, right? It does. I'm just kind of scared that this is going to end up being like a burnout season. I hope um, not. I really hope I don't, not. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope not as well. I don't think so. Yeah, you're not looking forward to that. I know that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not like, oh boy, I can't wait for season two to fail. Like, yeah, I want something cool to happen. Exactly. But it's, it's just like, please, something happen. So the same thing with Andor episode two, where I'm going, why Why do I care about Tim? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not supposed to. Um, yeah. <laughs> the next episode for The Bad Batch is episode three, The Solitary Clone. We do get mm. episode titles for everything, but I think we'll hold on to them until the end, unless you want to go look it up yourself. Of the episode, yeah, I mean, just kind of go through it the, that way. The one thing that I was saying to Dan before this was that that tells me that I'm assuming we're going to see Rex 
or Cody or Crosshair yeah. next episode. Those are the three solitary clones I can see. I mean, Cody uh, wouldn't be solitary. He'd still be in the Empire, wouldn't he? I mean, maybe, but what if he's surrounded by, like, a bunch of TKs? Oh, maybe. Okay, like, I see that. I see that. Maybe knows, he's commanding, right? like, maybe he's training them. Yeah, yeah. Or he's he's realizing that the 212th is not the same 212th that was under when Kenobi was still around. Sure, sure. Right? Something like that could be interesting. I mean, hell, it could be Scorch. That would be <laughs> confusing, but yeah. sure. Um, I would say I would say this. So we have 16 episodes this season. The oh, okay. last episode is on March 29th. So right as kind of spring starts. And it's a mm-hmm. double episode finale as usual. So okay. you'll have two episodes there and then every episode from now this until time, then. We'll have this one. time they Death Star Camino. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? Oh man. There's not much left on Camino at this point. <laughs> it's just an ocean now. <laughs> There's that one place. Poker yeah. City and nothing else. Yeah, seriously. No. I mean, that is something else that was, since we're talking about cameos, I don't know how I'd feel if, like, uh, I was going to say Fen Rao, uh, if Fennec Shan showed up again. Um, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing more Unless of her in her. Help. Like, I could yeah, see that maybe right? being hired by, you know, Genoa, whatever her name was, the pirate lady. Mm. And then, like, they pair up with, uh, Fennec Shand, or maybe they yeah. pair up with Hondo, or like whatever it is. Well, because yeah, because Fennec right now is like the opposite of Hondo, right? Yeah, she's a um, hired bounty hunter. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, I also meant in terms of history. Like, oh, we don't know, we, you know, outside of her last Bad Batch appearance, we have no idea what she did in her youth, right? No, and we know she, that she's just hire for anybody. Yeah, for we know it, we we know that she was much more evil than she was before she met Boba Fett conveniently. Yeah, and or maybe she's not an evil, assassin. but cold, cold and uncaring. Like she right? was known for being an assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of a bounty hunter, um, so it could be interesting to see if she comes back. But well, did we did know. we get? She was playing the bounty hunter role in Bad Watch season one because she was trying to get Omega back to Tepoka City, not kill yeah. her. Well, she was trying to get. Omega back to not Lamasu. I can't remember yeah, the, other one. Yeah. the scientist name anymore. But that's like it um, wasn't an assassination mission. It was a recovery yeah, mission, yeah. which is a bounty hunter thing. Yeah. Rather than an assassination. So she hasn't, at least we know, transitioned to be an assassin yet. That's true. I mean, I'm sure so, it's more lucrative, obviously, but Yeah, probably. But but it is still a distinction, right? Yeah. But then it's also weird because Django does tries to do an assassin <laughs> Django sub contracts an assassination in episode two. Yeah, I've seen the breakdown right? of that, and it's like he hires him, who hires her, yeah. who hires the thing, well, who then puts bugs in the bed. Yeah, well, like, that's the that's fuck? the um. Oh, what was that thing called? Detroit. Um, no, like bad movie trailers or I yeah, can't yeah, remember that's what, yeah, exactly what it was. I see. Yeah, because yeah. it's when the world's deadliest bounty hunter subcontracts another. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. When, when, the, the, when the world's deadliest sharpshooter. Before that, it's hmm. when the the leader of the galaxy subcontracts. The world's yeah. deadliest sniper. His sharpshooter yeah. to subcontract another sharpshooter who uses a worm pooping robot. Who, uses, who, who, build, who buys a robot to then yeah. poop out insects to go into the bed and do the job yeah. for them. It's so messy. It's so like, messy it's steps so, for no reason. What the fuck? You could have just had a sniper rifle and just solved the entire. And she, Zam has a sniper rifle because <laughs> yep. she shoots the droid when it's coming when Obi Wan is coming back. Yeah. There'll be one on it, so it's just nothing makes sense. Maybe there wasn't a good vantage point from the balconies nearby. Or something. So yeah, that that is the one of the most incompetent. You know what? At the time, though, like when you're seen. watching it, you don't even think about any of that. No, no, because yeah. because you're trying to figure out what's going on. It's but just, yeah, yeah once you like break it down, you're like, wow, that is yeah. 
Anyway, give her a rocket launcher. You solve the whole thing. Yeah. Give her a sniper rifle. So just fly, fly the drone in with a bomb. Like <laughs> so many. Anyways, but let's um, let's uh, yeah. I guess round off. I guess I don't know if there's any of the last points you got. Um, not really. Yeah. The it, not the, much the only other thing that I thought was kind of funny is uh, Omega's Omega is now a crack shot with that Zygerian bow. I love it. Um, like she is like nailing the crabs. She doesn't hurt them, but she's like, like pinpoint shots, hitting them all over the place she wants to. And the moment she is going to shoot at a clone, she misses horribly. I would tell you this. I would tell you this. Mm. The reason why she's really good with the bow is because she's, you know, genetically unaltered clone, right? Mm. So sharpshooter, Django's sharp picking it up quickly and being that yeah. mercenary, right? Like that all is there, right? Yeah. The shooting at the clones, I could see because she's with clones that she sees as her brothers or parents, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, not saying, right? I'm not saying it didn't make sense. It was just really funny to me that as soon as they're like, we can't have the kid kill a clones. clone trooper. Yeah, 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 that too, yeah. Because it's not even close. Like, Tech, you see him nail one of the clones, yeah. and then Omega's like goes straight past all of them into the door frame. Yeah, hers are kill shots, right? Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's no stun setting on a Zygerian bow, yeah. which again is just like a maybe there will be. Who knows? It, right? I mean, that's maybe what Ezra had like little like, like stupid yeah, like but, yeah, stun yeah, blaster. The sad slingshot. Yeah, thing. nothing was so like, stupid. Just, I loved it. It's just humorous to me, right? Yeah. And then as soon as he shaves his hair, now we can kill people. Yeah, I mean, um, to be fair, Ezra does kill people in Rebels. Yeah, yeah, but, like, but he has to shave his head first and then be kind of edgy. Um, yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's the you know the opening of the season. Man, we gotta we, do we a rewatch of Rebels. We have to and do like yeah, a, we have I'll to document it. Like, because honestly, like I want to, I want to get into that show again. So. It's basically just gonna be like a rough season one with a good ending, and then yeah, I mean, we we know what we're getting into, so it's not gonna be as disappointing. Yeah, at the yeah. very beginning. Well, like, I don't think Rebels was really at the beginning. You're well, not bad. It was just like slow and like okay, we're yeah, learning the yeah. characters and stuff. And like and that, so. the whole Ralph McQuarrie concept art art yeah. style oh, change so is kind of jarring. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good, but it's very jarring. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'd be down to do a uh, a Rebels deep dive one of these days. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. let's head into the outro. Welcome to the outro of The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 1, and Episode 2. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Hopefully, you got something out of that episode that you maybe not, didn't know before, or mm. maybe a perspective you didn't see, or a different uh, mindset going into The Bad Batch Season 2. Came away with this with the, from a certain point of view. That, no, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. I <laughs> well, I mean, you can find us at many places, and you contact us with your thoughts and feelings, mm. most importantly. And Noma, would you like to let us know how they can do that? Yeah, so the easiest way, as always, is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Don't forget our shop. I forgot to put it in the show notes. <laughs> Not that it matters. <laughs> Gotta got plug the merchandise, which is, I believe, shop.voiceoftheforce.com. If you want to support us and rep merch, you can. That'd be yep. great. Fantastic. You find also, all of our amazing uh, realized... endeavors over here. I also re we are a professional podcast because I also just realized we're using the old email. Uh <laughs> yes, it is actually. Yeah, I forgot to change it because it's the old so, template yeah. I used. Yeah. Yeah, there there is voice the force at gmail.com. You can reach us there still. Also, either way. Yeah, there, 
There is also connect at voiceoftheforce.com. We are on both of those emails. They're both on my phone, so you can <laughs> you can email us anytime. Exactly. Just don't email spam, please. I hate that. <laughs> but I won the Spanish lottery, even, mm. which is amazing because I never entered it. How about the Nigerian uh, we, prince who wants a million dollars so we can help him do something? Steal money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at VoiceForcePod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing a listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, and I just wanted to point out all of the support that uh, we have for the podcast too is fantastic. Like, I mean, we haven't um, been consistent for the last little bit and we appreciate people wanting to hear more about what's going on and like what's, what's, what's happening. It's just, you know, Christmas break and a lot of things happening and whatnot, mm -hmm. but we are going to be releasing all of our episodes that we have a backlog of. So don't worry about those. They're coming and uh, just sit tight and we'll have them out and let us know what you think of them. Because feedback is yeah. always in, interesting for us and it allows us to kind of form new content for you guys. That's why we did the anime episodes and that's why we're doing other things to try and branch out a little bit to see what hits with people and what is popular with people that they really enjoy and want to have a discussion about. So mm -hmm. again, you can always send us a voice clip, right? You can send us a voice clip off your phone, send us your email and we'll play it during the podcast if it's not like <laughs> swearing and, yeah. and vitriol, right? I mean, if it's if it's a legit criticism, I will play it and we will talk about it. Hmm. But as long as as long as it's not something that would get us in trouble, yeah. I think. as long as you're not swearing like to high hell, you know. And I, uh, I mean, even if you're like, you know, we swear. But... I mean, like death threat swearing. Yeah, nothing inappropriate. Yeah, right? give us some, yeah. give us something to chew on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that said, Noma. What? I was waiting for you to be like, and with that. Oh, okay. You didn't know. No. I was teeing up for no, you. It's for it's okay. That's no, fine. It's fine. And with that, once again, as always, thank you for listening. And remember, goodbye, folks. <laughs>